Ladies and gentlemen, our guest tonight was supposed to be KV from Game News Inc. Due to technical difficulties, we had to cut the audio and reschedule for next week. We apologize. Thank you for tuning in to Concerned Dabs Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the 53rd episode of Concerned Dabs Podcast. I'm your host, Katie M. Kane. What kind of news we got here? Okay, so DEA, marijuana plant seizure spike. Okay, arrest in fall in 2019. This is from uh, normal.com. Federal law enforcement agents and their partners have and their partners have made fewer marijuana-related arrests in 2019, but seized a far greater number of plants than they did the year before, according to annual data compiled by the US DEA. Okay. An estimated 4 million plants is what was confiscated in 2019, up from 2.8 million in 2018. So less arrests, but more plants. So I guess that means the guys taking part in the hustle are getting a little bit better at what they're doing. So shout out to guys who are able to process information and apply it to their game as far as their grow. I got to respect guys who are doing stuff like that. Uh, Switch back here. More states taking action to ensure uninterrupted retail access to medical cannabis during COVID-19 outbreak. Okay, so we got an update here from Normal. In recent days, numerous states have taken steps to ensure that state-licensed cannabis facilities are explicitly permitted to maintain operations during the COVID-19 pandemic. We're going to go for maybe 10, 12 more minutes, ladies and gentlemen, wrap up the episode. We will reschedule with KV, hopefully next week or the week after. I'm going to get back to this article about COVID-19 retail sales. Says in several jurisdictions, lawmakers have designated these operations to be essential to the health and well-being of the patient community. In others, regulators have either relaxed protocols or moved forward with new emergency rules to, fa- to facilitate expanded access, such as permitting patients to seek telemedicine appointments and allowing dispensaries to permit curbs- curbside pickup and home delivery. Normal is encouraged that lawmakers and regulators are moved expeditiously to make these common sense actions. State Police Policies Coordinator Carly Wolf said, the reality that a growing number of jurisdictions have taken these important steps is further evidence of the degree to which above ground cannabis access is now widely recognized to be an essential part of the fabric of our society and is regarded as being crucial to patients' health and welfare. Checking out normal a little bit more. Um, Okay, here we go. Normal formally responds to DEA's proposed changes to marijuana cultivation rules. Okay. Newly proposed rules expand the DEA's authority by declaring it to be the only entity legally permitted to purchase, warehouse, and dispense any cannabis grown under federal license. This is from MJBizDaily.com. says coronavirus takes toll on March adult use marijuana sales. So, recreational marijuana sales in four key markets decelerated in March as the COVID-19 crisis continues to disrupt both the cannabis industry and the broader U.S. economy. According to point-of-sale data provided by Seattle-based headset, recreational cannabis sales in Colorado and Nevada declined from March 2019 to March 2020, the first time that monthly adult-use sales in either state reported a year-over-year decrease. Adult-use cannabis sales in California and Washington state still rose in March 2020 compared to March 2019, but the growth was less than would be expected under normal business conditions. 
the declines were mostly acute in the latter half of March, despite a few notable sales spikes prompted by fears that the state officials might force cannabis retailers to shut down. Okay, so for March 1st through the 15th, adult cannabis use sales were up over the same period a year ago by 70% in California, 10% in Colorado, 12% in Nevada, 9% in Washington State. Comparing adult use cannabis sales for March 16th through 31st, year-over-year sales were up 38% in California, down 21% in Colorado, down 15% in Nevada, up 10% in Washington State. The sharp declines in the back half of March suggest that sales for the full month of April, home to the biggest cannabis sales day of the year, 420, could fare even worse. Amid the coronavirus-driven downturn, several large publicly traded companies have scaled back operations and laid off workers to cut costs. The, pandif- the pandemic also has spurred a shift in consumer spending habits with dollars moving away from pre-rolls and toward edibles and compelled cannabis companies to alter their 420 holiday plans. Word. I can relate to that a lot. I mean, because, uh, y- you know, everybody is kind of probably preparing for a holiday, but that's dope at the end. How they say people are buying uh, edibles more than flour or anything else because it lasts longer. You know what I mean? If I eat a cookie, you'd be high for like eight hours. If I smoke a blunt, I'm going to be high for like two or three hours. If I do a dab, I'll be really high for two or three hours. But if I eat an edible, I'm legit coasting for more than double that time. So that's interesting. But also, I think uh, people initially bought a bunch of weed. And then it's like, fuck, I can't go to work. This 1200 bucks probably isn't going to last. You know, so it's like, uh, I mean, weed is pretty high on my priority list as far as budget, but you still got to eat every day, you know? So if there's no work in sight, no employment, unemployment check, then shit, you got to do what you got to do, man. And I hope that, that, like, that's, I want people to grow their own, you know? I, I want folks to uh, crack seeds right now, put them in little pots, and put them outside for the summer, you know? I feel like that's the move. I feel like that's the win. Um, And it looked like it was up still in Cali and Washington and down in Colorado and Nevada. So that's like, uh, does that mean folks just smoke more in in the actual West Coast? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like maybe uh, everybody else is jumping on a different bandwagon maybe. Yeah, we got another one from MJ Biz Daily here. Shout out to Mitchell and Production. Does wholesale cannabis flower prices in Massachusetts climb on mounting demand and sluggish supply? Marijuana business owners in the state report pounds of wholesale cannabis flower are selling for premium quality indoor grown 4200, which was 3500 in 2019, average quality indoor grown for 3800, it was 2800 in 2019. Damn. Wonder what the regs are like, Mitchell. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cuz uh it seemed like when Will was on the show and he was out there because he was in Mass, wasn't he? Or, or like that was one of the shops he would go to, right? Yeah, he sounded like he wasn't impressed at all. So maybe they need to give out more licenses to more talented individuals. And then the also, like plant counts and all that shit is stupid. It's like if you want a free market, then let it be free. And it sounds really stringent over there, you know, like in Vermont and all those other places. So. Oh, here we go. Mitchell has more info. 
As of late February, the commission had licensed 246 marijuana establishments, including 72 cultivators and had opened 92 marijuana establishments, including 37 retail stores, according to MassLive. Damn, 72? How many people live in Massachusetts, Mitchell? 72 cultivators. If you put to feed even like a million people, that's not enough. You know what I mean? Like, fuck. Yeah, they need to give out way more licenses. 6.89 mil. Damn. Yeah. They got to like triple, quadruple. They need more people growing out there. We should put in an app, Mitch. You know what I mean? Can, can concern Deb's indoor cultivation. Ah, space is limited. Yeah, that probably is the thing. Not a lot of country. If you got a warehouse, hopefully the water's good and there's no rats or bugs. <laughs> Fucking doubt it. But hopefully, you know? Shit. Yeah, that's uh, prices up on the East Coast, folks. So anybody listening to this podcast right now, I think you know what that means. I'm not trying to push you one way or the other, but uh, sounds like times are getting drastic during this quarantine. <laughs> quarantine. <laughs> I I just want to get some plants outside or in a tent. That's my main goal. I don't know if I can do that, I have something nicer than the store has. And I, I'm going to keep shopping around Washington. I honestly got to say, too, in this 502 state, uh, Liberty Reach, I got one of their eights. And those guys were fucking tight. It was called Grape Cake. And it's indica. And I honestly wanted to eat something and go to sleep after I smoked it, which is what I'm looking for. So if Liberty Reach hears this, we'll definitely call you and try to get you on the podcast. But I am a huge fan of your work, sirs. Like, uh, I think the lady picked that up at Lucky Leaf. But definitely Liberty Reach, Liberty Reach Farms. If you're in Washington State, check those guys out. I was impressed by uh, the flowers from that farm. Oh, he's got more numbers. Okay, Mitchell. So it says, uh, Gullickson holds MMJ licenses in four states. The medical cannabis prices she's seeing per pound of flower wholesale are 2400 for top shelf in AZ, fifteen to 1600 in Michigan, 3000 to 3200 in Ohio, 64 to 7000 in Pennsylvania. Damn, dog. 64 to 7 in Pennsylvania? What the fuck? Damn, man. We need to go out there, Mitchell. Even if it holds for one year, that's worth the fucking investment, dog. Like, shit. 6,400. Some fire. Damn. Yeah, that definitely has me scheming. Pretty sure my brother-in-law is from that state. Hmm. Interesting, Mitchell. Interesting. I've been kind of on a holding pattern, you know? Uh, fuck. That's food for thought. Anybody listening to this, 6,400 to 7,000 a pound for a fire indoor in Pennsylvania. That's insane. And if they have licenses in all those states, fuck. That one, like, that's that's the point of diversifying your portfolio. You know what I mean? And being in multiple markets. Because holy shit, compared to Michigan, that's like four times as much. You know what I mean? And that's not that many states over. Fuck, that's wild. Gullickson, Sarah Gullickson, CEO of Cannabis Consultancy, Cannabis Advisors. Damn, we should try and holler at her and get her on the show, too. She sounds like she knows what's up. Okay, we got one more article here from Mitchell in production. Washington State to allow social equity applicants exclusive access to revoke cannabis licenses. I did see an article last month on this, too, Mitchell. 
I want to apply for one of those. You know what I mean? I uh, I didn't catch my felony charge in Washington, but I caught misdemeanor weed charges when I was in college in that state. So if that's a requirement on the application, you know, it's like, shit, nah. Yeah, I went to jail here. Sad Colfax some weekends. But uh, I think that that's dope of Washington State to do that. I was talking to my lady about that earlier today, too, that uh, my biggest complaint about rec shops is it feels like it's run by people who don't smoke weed. You know what I mean? And it's like, I understand business people are good at business, but you're really not that good at purchasing product and keeping it fresh. You keep purchasing things that are not selling and they're going crispy dry on your shelf. And it shows the lack of understanding. It's like they have to hire kids for 12 an hour to do their work. And that's fine. But listen to what the kid's saying when he wants to order something. You know? Like, that's that's my main thing. So I I think that somebody who has been to jail and, and got in trouble, you know, and, and had the knowledge to stick with it or the boss to stick with it after that is, is going to be somewhat knowledgeable about the product. And proportionately, those people are black and brown. So um, proportionately, those people don't have the money to put into a license. Like capital is severely restricted for minorities and people of color in any industry. So it's cool that they're recognizing that since all these people got locked up for 30 years, we got to give them somewhat of a leg up now that it's legal. So I think that's very cool. Uh, it says that they're going to allow 34 such licenses become available to members of the community disproportionately impacted by, as the bill states, the enforcement of cannabis-related laws during state prohibition. Goddamn, Mitchell! I was just talking about it, and then that was how the article was quoted. Cool. The license, which would cost $1,480 with an application fee of $250, will be available from December 1, 2020 until July 1, 2028. A special fund is being set up to help social equity applicants. Currently, there is a $1.1 million set aside annually to help with such issues as the application process, business plan development, and assistance for microloans. Goddamn, Mitchell! That gives me hope, too! So I could just stay here. You know what I mean? Put in an app, pollinate some seeds. You know what I mean? Make make a run. Make a decent, decent honest living, you know? And, and do shit I like. That's cool, man. Very, very cool information. Um, with that, ladies and gentlemen, anybody who's still, still tuning in live, I appreciate you. I love you. I'm going to do my outro dance. This was the 53rd episode of Concerned Dads Podcast. I was your host, KDM King. Our guest tonight was KV from Game News, Inc. And we're going to get him back. We had technical difficulties, couldn't get the connection. So it goes. Chalk it up and press on. I got to give a special shout out to my guys in production. Mitchell Wilson, and Jesse Curry. This has been a Main Note and Joseph Street Enterprise production.